0: This is Behind the Filter podcast, episode six. Welcome back to the Behind the Filter podcast podcasts for all of the things we don't say about social media, mental health, and everyday struggles. I'm your host, Kristen Brody. I'm a 20-year-old oversharing my insecurities, embarrassing stories, and feelings about social media so you no longer have to feel alone. Picture this. You wake up at 7 a.m. on a school day. Before you get out of bed, you just can't help but check your phone. You spend about 15 minutes scrolling, looking at quotes, heavily saturated pictures of friends and family, and influencers from the night before. Fast forward a little bit. Now, you're just sitting in class, you're taking notes, and suddenly you hear the noise. You secretly pull out your phone from under the desk to read the message. It's your best friend asking you to make plans to hang out later that night. You text her back and you two make plans to get dinner together. Dinner rolls around, and you two are eating pizza. She's telling you all about the problems in her life. When it happens again, your phone lights up. Do you check your phone? Do you resist the urge? situations that many of us end up in every day, yet somehow they seem so mundane. I just can't help but ask myself why I can't resist the urge to log off. In my quest to answer that question, I got to speak to Clara, one of the incredible teens from the Log Off Movement. The Log Off Movement is a group of teens whose mission focuses on furthering the conversation of social media and how to promote healthy usage of it. On this episode, we chatted about the power of taking a step back from social media, how to know your personal boundaries. Clara shares some of her personal insight and some signs you should look out for if you need to take a step back. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Clara from the Log Off Movement, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about their mission. So Clara, where and slash how did the Log Off movement start and how did it spread across
1: the globe? So Log Off was founded by Emma Linky, who is currently a senior in her high school situated in Birmingham, Alabama. And um, well, actually, this idea has been in her mind since ninth grade because her school presented her with a project where she had to identify an issue that she was passionate about. And an issue that she identified was how social media was kind of negatively impacting her life and the lives of people around her. And so obviously off has kind of outgrown her ninth grade classroom, but it all started with her wanting to have an impact and just kind of um, just act on and just try to fix what she thought was kind of hurting her, like her life experience.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. I think I think it does affect a lot of us, and I don't think it's talked about enough. So I love that she started this. Um, how did you become involved?
1: Yeah, so I found Log Off through a YouTube channel called Jubilee. Oh. And they, yeah, they made some really cool videos about kind of sparking dialogue with different kinds of people with different backgrounds. And um, there was this video about social media, and I clicked on it, and I saw Emma. I didn't know who she was at mm-hmm. first. Um, but throughout the video, I was just awed about how smart she was and how well-spoken, and when she talked about log off um, after the video, I kind of searched it up, and I, and I read the website, and I just thought, um, wow, this is a message that I really resonate with, and it's something that I want to be a part of. Yeah, that is so great.
0: I actually found it through um, hashtags on Instagram. I was going through I don't even know. I think it was like digital wellness, hashtag digital wellness. And then I saw a post and I was like, Oh, what is this? And I was like, how did this exist? And I didn't know, you know, that's great. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, so like, what is your log off experience been like, have you ever stepped away from social media? And like, if so, how did it make you feel?
1: Um, well, I haven't stepped away from social media completely because (laughs) it doesn't really suit my um, lifestyle and I don't really want to, but I have become more conscious about how I act around my phone, like my thoughts when I'm on my phone. And I realized that, for example, when I go walk my dog, um, if I don't take my phone with me, I just, my head is a lot clearer and I enjoy the day a lot more. And then also just because I've kind of been reflecting about how I act around my phone, um, I try to kind of if my phone buzzes, I don't want to just check it immediately because I used to do that. It could it, mm-hmm. be like any notification, Snapchat, Instagram, um, mom or dad text. But now <laughs> I try to like finish what I'm doing and then kind of see, oh, my phone rang. Oh, let me check it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. I actually, I leave my phone on do not disturb too. And like all the time I'm like missing texts and calls from my friends. I'm like, you know what? Like they'll, if it's really an emergency, they'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um. so like, so you never really go off of social media, right?
1: Not, not like for days on end, like probably yeah. a couple of hours and maybe the majority of a day, but never for like a week or a few yeah. days.
0: I was actually thinking about that a lot the other day, how it's like our generation, if you go off of social media, it's almost like, it's really hard to stay in touch with people, especially right now, which makes it even more difficult. So that's interesting. I agree yeah. Um, which platform, social media platforms you think is worst for your mental health and which one do you think is the best or better than the, you know, the, I don't know, I don't know how to say this, the better, like the worst presented. (laughs) Yeah. The best of the bad lot, you know?
1: (laughs) Um, I would say, um, Instagram and TikTok, I would name as the worst just because of how much time we spend on it. And just because of the algorithm, sometimes they can push content that is not really good for your mindset of course it's different for everyone but mm-hmm. my personal experience um the best one that i enjoy the most and i think like doesn't have a negative impact on my life is visco because mm-hmm. i love photography and i want to share my work with people yeah <laughs> and from um, just yes, Visco gives me a platform where I can post my pictures and not have like that nagging thought in the back of my head, oh, do people like it? Um, what if other people see that not a people like not a lot of the, not a lot of people like it and they don't want to like it themselves? Because Visco actually doesn't show me how many people like mm-hmm. my photo and it doesn't show other people like my analytics about like who likes it and who follows me. It's just all about the picture and just about sharing like my passion.
0: Yeah, that is so great. I actually I haven't heard of this go in like a while. Like I used to be on it like a lot, and then I feel like I don't know. I feel like it kind of dimmed, I guess, when TikTok rose up. But that's so it's interesting. I like how it, it, you're right. It doesn't show the likes, and I think that puts it into perspective of like you're not posting things to worry about other people seeing them. You're posting it because you like the picture. One hundred percent. It, it just
1: takes you back to like why you're doing it in the first place.
0: Yeah. Um, this is a little off topic here, but how would you define social media addiction?
1: Yeah, well, I follow the definition given by a site named um, the Addiction Center because this website is like a go-to um, website um, created by medical professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to misquote anything because there's a lot <laughs> of misquoting already in you're the good, world. You're good. <laughs> um. But um, this site, it defines it as a behavioral addiction that is characterized as being overly, um, as being, as a person being overly concerned about social media driven by an uncontrollable uncontrollable urge to log on to your social media and devoting so much time and effort to social media that impairs the important life areas.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. I think we all like subconsciously have a social media addiction, but when you hear it in like the professional context, you're like, wait, like this is actually a problem. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think that, oh, social media, um, it's, not, it's not a big issue. I don't have an addiction. That's only for like substance abuse, but it, it's the same thing. It, you get the same symptoms and it's the same outcome, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's it's crazy to think how much it affects us and we don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, like if someone was to decide to like take a step back from social media, um, I don't know. Would you have any tips on like how they could stay connected to their friends or loved ones?
1: Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's different for everyone. Um. But. Um. Texting, calling, and I know some platforms that you do text on, they are considered social media, but if you go back to the basics, texting and calling is such a great way of staying mm-hmm. in contact with people. I personally don't like emailing because <laughs> it's a lot of work, so you kind of just sum up your life in a not tediously long email, um, but everything else is great.
0: Yeah, I think, it, I think that's good too right now, especially it's so important to stay connected, whether it's through a phone call, a FaceTime, a text... Yeah. And it's interesting too. I noticed that it's like, I noticed my sister, she actually like logged off of Instagram and I think, I don't know if she's still on Facebook, but the one that she kept, I thought was really weird was Snapchat because she liked how it was like able to let her communicate with other people, which is interesting. Um, My next question for you is who do you think is responsible for promoting digital wellness? Do you think it's like the social media companies such as Instagram and Facebook or Twitter, et cetera, or is it the government, or schools, or should it be individuals themselves?
1: Um, I think it's a combination of all of the parties that you just named. Um, <laughs> for promoting social media wellness and kind of teaching it, it should be it should be part of schools' curriculums. Yeah, it, it's social media is just it's here to stay, so it has to be taught. Um, and I think it's the government's roles to kind of um, regulate how social media or big tech giants kind of use these apps and kind of because they're right now they're kind of manipulating us and we know and that we can't trust them to kind of regulate themselves because Mm -hmm. they make money off of how long we are glued to our phones so so it should be the government's job to kind of regulate those tech giants and also for the tech giants to be ethical for um how they treat their users
0: yeah that's interesting um i don't know have you seen the movie the social dilemma I don't yeah. know if you have yeah. <laughs> yeah. That just reminded me of that how it's like the algorithm could be so creepy and like the way it's like almost out of control of the tech companies yeah. and yeah, that's scary. I agree. I think like government should also take action and I think schools should too because it's it's like almost literacy in a way. Like yeah. Literacy for um, the media,
1: you know. Yeah that log off really um we are actually working on a curriculum for schools to adopt eventually oh, wow about social media wellness because just how you teach um people in real life to have manners for each other and empathy you also have to convey that online because um you might not see the person directly but your your words and your actions do have impact on the other side of the screen
0: yeah, I agree. It's it's really surprising what people would say online opposed to in person. It's funny. I this is very off topic again. I, <laughs> but I went viral like two weeks ago I posted some sort of reel and like a whole bunch of people saw it and then someone commented on it they were like she has no boobs and I'm like very weird comment to say to someone but anyways I was at first I was like oh my gosh like how dare they and then like after a while I was like I can't believe someone said that to me like I can't imagine going to a supermarket and someone coming up to me and being like you have no boobs you know it's just weird the freedom we have on
1: the internet. And even if you know, as a person that that person's opinion, that random person that like, yeah, hasn't, should have no effect on you and has no value. It like, it stays with you. Even if mm-hmm. you don't pay attention to it, you're still thinking like, Oh, this person said this, it, I shouldn't care, but it's still in the back of my mind.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's, It's like, I don't, I don't know. Normally I would say I have like a pretty thick skin and like, whatever, I don't let things bother me. But then it's like, I know three months from now, I'm going to remember that comment, (laughs) you know? So it's crazy how it sticks with us. Um, I love how in the off's Instagram bio, you all state that we aren't anti-social media. So what do you think some of the benefits of social media are?
1: Yeah, I also love that phrase as well. It's one of the main reasons why I joined logoff. Um, social media, just how, just how it has a lot of negative impacts, it also has a lot of positive ones. And just to name a few, um, I really like the take action aspect of it. So if I give an example with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, this organization has been, um, has been alive, you could say since 2012, but it's been, it's been these past recent years that it's really grown immensely and just had a major outreach to, a lot of people in different places in the world and that's because of social media and it's also because of social media there's now this huge demand to fix this inequality and to take action about um about this issue
0: mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's funny i like i love how you are using social media to like fix the issue of social media i think that's great
1: yeah
0: um ironic. <laughs> yeah it is ironic but i like it Um, what are some top tips slash things to say to friends slash family who are like, you're hanging out with to log off and hang out? Cause I know that's a big thing with me. I'm hanging out with friends and then they're all texting and I'm like, why did I even come here? You know?
1: (laughs) Well, it's different. It's different for everyone. It's different for like the age groups as well. Yeah. But, um, as a general answer, I would say that, that, um, the best way to promote logging off would be to kind of create awareness about the relational and health consequences social media can cause um, and because um, right now it could be that we're just not educated about the long-term impacts and the short-term impacts and whatever it's not that we want to um uh we don't want the worst for each other we, yeah. we just need to know about it so we can make the best decisions uh, based on what we know And also we need to give uh, ourselves the opportunities to have different positive experiences offline so we can kind of trick the brain into thinking, oh, there's other ways of receiving dopamine than just Mm. being online for hours on end. That's great. Yeah, Yeah. I I
0: agree. I don't think it's intentional by any means, but like, it could feel that way from someone on the other end. So that's, I like that idea, finding things that make you happy outside of offline. Yeah. so now that we're more socially distanced, do you feel like teens relationships with social media became more dangerous or have they become better because this is the only way we can communicate with one another or stay the same? I don't know. Um,
1: again, it's completely, it's completely Individual. on the person because, Um, It also depends how that person, um, their prior relationship with social media and how they experienced the content and how they reacted. But um, because we are now, just because we are socially distanced and a lot of people are in quarantine and online school, um, you do spend more time on social media. And personally, I think that it can be uh, for myself. I think that could be a worsening relationship because I do find myself, if I am on social media for hours on end, I do find myself comparing myself or mm-hmm. just um, putting myself down. And that, and if you just com- continuously exposed to that same content, that can be you can develop a really bad mindset, and it could stay stick with you. It's not that easy to fix.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think too, like. I'm getting so used to just constantly being on social media that when things do finally open up, like I feel like my screen time will still be a lot higher than it ever was before. Just
1: cause I'm so used to it. Just scary. At the same time, at the same time, um, I have discovered ways, um, because I've been kind of forced to figure out how do I want to talk with my friends? Um, I have through social media discovered ways about, um, talking to my family in a different continent or, uh, talk, just really keeping close with my friends. So, you know, it's bad and good.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like I wouldn't know what my classmates are up to if it wasn't for them posting an Instagram story or a post or something like that. I mean, I could reach out to them, but some of them are like more distant. So it's kind of, it is nice in a way too. Um, do you think, Do you think we should have more of an emphasis on logging off or should we be putting more of an emphasis on making social media a better place to scroll through?
1: Um, I don't think it should be so black and white as in you're either on or off social media. I think there has to be huge emphasis on that people need to have a separate lives separate life from their social media. That Mm -hmm. they are completely content and happy with and that they don't long to be on their phones. But I do 100% agree that social media needs to like, become more positive because the algorithms that are in place, they're not very healthy. And just the way that these tech giants are manipulating their users, it's also not healthy, not ethical as well. And it just needs to change.
0: Yeah, I agree. What are some signs that like someone would notice in themselves that shows them that they need to take a step back from social media?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so um referencing back to the addiction center website um a lot the addiction symptoms are all the same no matter what addiction you have Mm -hmm. and that could be um favorable mood swings so when you're on social media you do feel kind of happier you could say um also salience which is a noticeable importance of social media to a person um the increase in tolerance also experiencing withdrawal symptoms and um, just kind of the creation of conflict in a person's life because of their use of social media or their over excessive use of social media and also relapse because you, um, because it's addictive. So even if you try to, um, stop social media or go, go cold Turkey, um, it, you could go back and fall into your normal patterns.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, cr- it's crazy when you think about it in that context, you know, like I, I never think that, I don't know. I don't, I guess I never pictured it as an addiction, but it, it really is. Essentially, I definitely have a social media addiction. I'll be honest here, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like if I, you're right. If I went away, away from it for like a week, I feel like I might actually relapse <laughs> and go, yeah. you know, scrolling for even longer than I did before. But Just, that's also scary. Because,
1: like, um your work I I can assume because of your podcast and your blog Mm -hmm. and websites all on social on social media so that is a part of of your life that you can't really lose because it's it's an irreplaceable part of your life yeah so in that sense like it's not recommended you could say to go off social media but yeah yeah I
0: noticed that a lot um so like I'm studying advertising marketing and communication so like I noticed in school a lot of my projects revolve around social media and like staying, you know, like just always having to be up to date with what's going on there. And I noticed that like a lot of my classmates, even it's like weird. I feel like a lot of us use social media, but sometimes we don't even post on it. Like we're always on it mm-hmm. looking at what other people are doing, which is really weird. But yeah, <laughs> it's another topic. Um, how long, like if someone wanted to take a step back from social media, how long would you recommend that? Time be like, should it be a
1: day, a week, or is it individual? Um, it's 100% individual, but um, I would say go try, I would say try to kind of reflect and be con and start with being conscious about your decisions and like your actions, um, around your phone. And then if you want, you, and if you want, and if you find necessary, take a week off, take half a week off and just kind of really see, Oh, do I feel better without, um, having these social media apps on my phone or just, it's just internalize how you feel and just kind of get, acknowledge your feelings because it's, different person to person and your lifestyle.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. I really love everything you said about social media and just mental health and mindfulness in a general. And I love log off's mission too. So if yeah. someone's interested in log off and they want to get involved, how can they get in touch with you or find you?
1: Yeah. So we have a website called Logoffmovement.org, and through this website we have a Take Action tab, Ooh. and we would love people to join. Um, and through this tab, there's various initiatives that are listed with um, detailed descriptions and kind of what it entails from you. And if you find it interesting, just you have to click on the Apply Now button, and there's a series of um kind of not requirements requirements, but um just kind of a series of um, formalities um, that we would like to interview you and get to know you and not so we can reject you, but just so we can try (laughs) to find out the best place for you, where you fit in, in this organization. And, um, if you don't find something that really, um, kind of sparks a passion, um, that you'd like to contribute to this organization, you could always shoot us an email and we can always find new ways to collaborate with you because we want to grow this movement, grow this message and just get it out.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Clara. I'm going to have to check out this tab on the website and apply myself. That is amazing. I'm going to put all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I think a lot of people can learn a lot from this
1: conversation. So I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me and inviting Log (laughs) Off.
0: So I think we have all confirmed that I have a social media addiction. If you're convinced you have one too, it's okay. I mean, I think acknowledging it is definitely the first step. Plus Log Off has so many great resources. Clara is so well-spoken and brings up so many great points. If this conversation spoke to you or someone you know wants to get involved, you can email them at hello at logoffmovement.org or visit their website in the show notes. I hope you all do something today that makes you take a step back from your phone.